0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, lays it in to Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey slaughters. E-Dub. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, taking you on a journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, we had matinee basketball in State Farm Arena as the Hawks fall to the New Orleans Pel- Pelicans. Uh, and kind of a heartbreaker, man. Kind of a heartbreaker. But nevertheless, we're going to get you through it. And uh, we're going to talk about the game, the ins and outs, all the numbers in that jazz right here on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Tough night at the office for the guys. Tough night at the office as the Atlanta Hawks lose to the New Orleans Pelicans in a, I guess you can say, was a tightly a tight contest. Um, Hawks made some pushes second half, but ultimately it was just not enough. And, um, they fall short, man. They fall short to the Pelicans 117 to 112 in a, I guess you could say it was kind of an even matchup. I guess you can say Hawks have a better record. Uh, they're both kind of hanging on to that 10 spot. In the perspective conferences, um, we're going to talk about the game a little bit more in its entirety in just a moment. But um, first things first, man, we are presented by the Hulk. I mean, <laughs> about to say we're presented by the Hawks Beat Podcast. No, we are the Hawks Beat Podcast. We are presented by Minute Media Podcast Network. And uh, again, thank you for checking us out. uh, Your source for Atlanta Hawks basketball. Uh, If you have a friend that is a a, a fan of the Hawks, make sure you let them know about the Hawks Beat podcast. Man, let them know. Say, hey, come check out my man. Eat up, keeps it real, talks Atlanta Hawks basketball, and uh, just let them know how we get down. Also, uh, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So connect with us: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at Hawks Beat. That's all one word. And uh, make sure you give us a follow. Give us a like and all that jazz. Last but definitely not least, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts for the free. So, um, yeah, got that out the way. Let's get into this, man. Uh, Hawks lose 117 to 112. Some pre-game game notes going into the game. This, of course, is the second game of um, the Hawks and Pelicans matchup. Uh, the Hawks had won six straight games against the Pelicans. Um, I don't know how far back that streak goes, but. They give us notes before the game. (laughs) And that was the one thing I thought that was kind of neat. Like, they they, kind of have a a history of taking care of the Pelicans. Uh, That was until tonight. (laughs) I had mentioned going into tonight's game that the Hawks and the Pelicans were both 10th in their respective conferences. Hawks in the East, Pels in the West. And, um, yeah, man. So, I mean, they both still have some... Basketball to be played, and they both have some some basketball that is uh, important. So it's not like you're running into a team that has nothing to play for. Uh, both of these teams should be scrapping and should be trying to win every game as much as as much as possible, you know. But um, updated standings as of tonight. Um, I think all the games are finished tonight. So um, the Hawks lose a complete game to. Uh, Behind the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Of course, going into tonight's game, they were uh, a half a game. Now they are a full game behind the Charlotte Hornets. Um, They just cannot get over that 500 mark. I don't don't know what it is. It's like they get to 500 and then they got a game coming up. They're like, oh, snap. We over 500. Uh, Let's go ahead and make sure we lose this one. (laughs) But as, as it stands currently right now. Um, the Hawks are one game behind the Hornets at 35 and 36. They are two games behind the Brooklyn Nets. I was talking with the attendant today at um, at the arena, and he was like, yo, man, where do you think this team ends up? Where do you think they end up? And to be honest, y'all, I'm going to just tell y'all like this. I think they end up at the 10 seed. I think they end up at the 10 seed. There's a possibility that they can get the 9 But I just don't know, man. Like, I really don't know, guys. I I don't know how. I definitely don't think they'll jump the nine seed. I definitely don't think they're going to catch Brooklyn, even though they're only two games below Brooklyn. But I I just don't see it happening. Like, I don't see enough continuity with this team. John Collins is out indefinitely. Um, I think they're, they're having some problems on the inside as far as, you know, some beef in the middle. I think they really miss John. I mean, that's not no think. I mean, it is. I, I think they, they finished the season as a 10 seed. And so, if that were to happen, um, let's look in the play in scenario. Let's just say the playoffs started now. If the playoffs started now, they would play Charlotte at the 10 9 spot. They would be in a game and win or go home. Win or go home. And then, so you would have to beat Charlotte. So here's the road to the playoffs. You would have to beat Charlotte. Then you would have to play the loser of the 7-8 matchup, which is either going to be Toronto or Brooklyn. Which one of those teams do you want? Because if you're a Hawks fan, you don't want to see either one of them teams. I'm going to be honest with you. You may want to say, hey, maybe Toronto but like, let's be real. Like, you don't want it with Toronto. Toronto's scrappy. Like, Toronto can put that thing on you. Now, granted, you got some. You get. You know, you can win. You could probably beat one of them. But I don't know who you want after those two. So, if you do happen to get past Charlotte, if you do happen to get past either Toronto or Brooklyn, then you would slide into that seventh seed. If you slide, if you slid into the seventh seed then you would probably play Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. So um that's kinda how it is right now. And uh we'll see, man. We'll see. So uh it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of basketball still left. Like the Hawks have eleven games. Most teams have like ten or twelve games left. So we'll see. We're not gonna talk about playoff matchups until it's a little bit more finalized. Cause I really don't like I really don't like doing the "what if" thing. I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's go into this game, man. Let's go into the game. So, um, the first quarter was very unkind to the Hawks. <laughs> let's just say that. Let's just say that eloquently. Um, I thought from the outset that they were going to have problems in the middle, and they did. They did. I mean. New Orleans started two seven-footers. I mean, Jackson Hayes is every bit a seven-foot. I think he's listed at like 6'11". The Valentunas kid, who was a big boy. (laughs) He is a big boy, y'all. Valentunas had a good night, 26-12. and And I thought Clint played pretty decent against him defensively as best he could. But, you know, you you, you bang with him. And then who are you throwing on, on Jackson Hayes? Gallinari. That was a tough cover. The The only upside about that, Gallo was cooking on the offense. Like <laughs> Gallo was cooking on that offensive side. And that's the conundrum. Like, you give up the body. You give up the defensive intensity with Gallinari. But you need his offense. You need his offense on that second unit. And tonight, you need his offense on the first unit and the second unit. Because Trey didn't really have it going like that. Um Trey was listed as questionable. I, I don't know how. I don't know how healthy he is. To be honest with y'all, like a lot of folks are kind of banging on him for for his performance. He had twenty one and ten, and for most part, most point guards, you'd be like, "Oh, twenty one and ten, that's not too bad." And that's not in shooting on five or fourteen shooting. So, I, I think there's a little bit more to do this injury than Trey will let you. You know, then Trey will admit. Trey's not going to be like, hey, man, I'm hurt. Keep me out. Dude's a competitor. Dude wants to compete. He's going to be out there. If he can walk, he's going to be out there. I don't think he's going to let it get to a situation where he, he puts the team in jeopardy. But when you see performances like tonight, 21 and 10 isn't necessarily bad, but you had seven turnovers. That first quarter, man, everybody turning the ball over. Everybody turned the ball over. Trey had five turnovers in that first quarter. You can't start the quarter like that, bruh. Like, you can't do that. And I just thought the third quarter, I mean, the first quarter, I thought you came out uninspired. I don't. Here's the thing. Where's the juice? Right? Where's the juice at? Man, y'all are on the cusp of falling out of the playoffs, you know? Like where's the juice from, man? I don't see cat standing up on the bench like I see him stand up every now and again. But like you know, I just don't see that umph. I don't see that umph, y'all. Do you? Do you see it? Like hit me up on Twitter, like right now. If you're listening to the pod, be like, yo, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see it either. Here's another question I was asking uh, my, my 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 good friend Yakiri from Chicks in the Sports. I said, if you had to Describe the personality of this Hawks team. What would you say? Think about that. Like, what would you say if you had to describe the personality of this Hawks team? I cover this team, and I don't know. Like, and, and I don't know if because it's it's this is the the second year I'm not allowed into the locker room, and so I'm co- we're, we're covering things from kind of more of a distance. So, it it may just be a case of that. We're just not as close to the team anymore like we used to do when we had media access. Like, I could tell you the personality of the team that won 60 games. It was a veteran team. They were about their business. Um, They were just, I mean, they were just about business. Right? They were about business. They liked each other. And it, it just showed. They just had really good chemistry on and off the court. I could see that I was in the locker room. And so I could see it. Now when you're not in the locker room, you just don't know, right? You don't know how they're handling it after a loss. You don't know how they're handling it after a win. So I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. I think about that because when this Hawks team plays teams that smack them in the face, sometimes it's like they don't smack back, right? Would you, like, Do you agree with that? Like sometimes they don't smack back. And I think that's problematic. Third quarter, Pelicans came up here and they smacked him in the mouth. They smacked him in the mouth, y'all. I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And it wasn't even like there was there wasn't even really like one guy who was just doing them all. All right. CJ McCollum, their main guy, he only had three points in that first quarter. You had a guy, Willie Herm- Her- Hernan, Her- Hernan Gomez. Boy, that's an interesting last name. He had eight points. He led the Pels don't even know who that cat is. <laughs> but Hawks, you got nothing from Herder in that first quarter. He didn't even take a shot. Trey was one for four. And you didn't really get anything from them cats. And it's just the turnovers were just too much. Too much. Nine turnovers in the first quarter. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that first quarter was a wash. But you did an amazing job. An amazing job. A digging yourself a hole, right? In the whole game, you trying to dig yourself out of it. So there's several ways you can look at it. Number one, you shouldn't have dug yourself that hole. But sometimes in the NBA, you dig yourself a hole. So you dig yourself a, a nice hole in that first quarter. Almost going down by 20. What's that? 18, 28. 30. Yeah, you're almost down by 20 in the first quarter. Second quarter, you buck up a little bit. And you know what? I gotta tip my cap to that second unit. I gotta tip my cap to that second unit because without the second unit, this ain't even a ball game. Bogey, Delon Wright, Okongu. I didn't. Th- I thought Okongwu's minutes were kind of just okay. Lou Will had some good moments. I thought. Um, but that second unit got some pop to it. The second unit that he put in there, he had. He only ran four guys off of his bench. Right, we saw no Gorgie Jang tonight, no Kevin Knox, no TLC, Jalen Johnson, you know you, you know what that is. Scarlett Maze, you haven't seen that cat. so you only play four guys off your rotation so the the starters in the second unit in the second quarter um Trey played with them a little bit, Hunter played with them a little bit, Gallo played with them, and I thought they were good like the second unit brought them back in that game. DeLon Wright, for all intents and purposes, he might be my player of the game tonight. He might be my player of the game tonight. I, you'll be hard-pressed to, if you say Gallo, I wouldn't be mad at you. Because Gallo was shooting that thing. <laughs> he was shooting that thing. Uh, but DeLon Wright on both sides of the ball, man. He, I, I like the way he, he was handling the ball. And I, I, I would be, I, I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue with me. When I say Delon Wright's your best perimeter defender, I think he's taking that title from DeAndre Hunter. Like he's the best perimeter defender that the Hawks have right now. And when he's out there, when you got okongu who's kind of scrappy out there, you throw in, in in a Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Even like when he and in, and in, in Okangu out there, even even Bogey's defense looks a little bit better. Even Lou Will looks like he's playable on the defensive side of the ball. Not much, but a little. You know what I'm saying? You pair that when Gallo has it going like he did in the second quarter. Gallo had it going, y'all. He has 16 points in that second quarter. And so, you make up a little bit. You're still in the hole. You make up a little bit. You get to the half. 60 to 50. You're only down by 10. Okay, now we can talk, right? Now we can talk. We're only down by 10. There's, this game is still winnable. It's still winnable. So you come out the half and you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is usually the Trey Young quarter, right? This is a quarter when Trey goes kind of crazy, you know, usually plays the whole third quarter. Let's see what we get. And I wrote on my notes before the, after halftime, does Trey have any magic? Does Trey have any magic? And, eh. I mean, the answer to that was, "Mm," you know what I'm saying? Six points, four assists in the quarter, two of seven shooting. Not your typical quarter that you get from Trey Young. Again, I don't know if it's a situation where he may be a little bit more hurt than we think or than we know of. And he may just be trying to thug it out, trying to just get through it. That could possibly be the case. But he definitely wasn't He wasn't the magician, Trey, tonight. And you know what? That's okay. Like, Trey shouldn't have to be superstar, super saying every night for the Hawks. Like, Cats got to step up and make shots. And to, again, take your hat off the bogey. Bogey made them shots, he stepped up. Um,. I'm not Bogey. I'm talking about Gallo. Gallo stepped up. Bogey was all right. I thought Bo- Bogey made some key shots in the fourth quarter, right? So let's go to the fourth quarter. And fourth quarter is really where it's at. Like, I really should have skipped these first three quarters. <laughs> it just talked about the fourth quarter. Because the fourth quarter was, uh, was where it was at. Um, Nate makes the decision not to go with Kevin Herter in the fourth quarter. He understood. Like, look, man, Kev just don't get it. He don't got it. He actually didn't even play DeAndre Hunter in that third quarter, in that fourth quarter. DeAndre only, DeAndre uh, on on the on the sheet, it only says he played five seconds in that fourth quarter. I don't know what happened there, but he went with the lineup of Delon Wright, Bogey, um, Gallo. All three of them dudes played the whole fourth quarter. I thought, rightly so, rightly so. I thought, sprinkling a little Clint, you had to play Clint because they they went big. They got big with Jackson Hayes and Valanchunas. You got two seven-footers. You had to throw Clint out there. And for as as physical as the Congo was, he was getting, getting eaten up a little bit. He was getting eaten up. So you had to play Clint. And so I was I was good with the five that he picked to close him out. Right? Kevin didn't have it going, so get him up out of there. You know, fourth quarter, bogeys made, bogey turns into big shot bogey. You know what I'm saying? Bogey's making shots. And it's down, what, like, 2 8, two eighteen left. Tie ball game. Like, it's like, yo, okay, here we are, you know? And you need some stops. You get some stops. And it was just really back and forth the last two minutes of the game. I thought the key uh, in the fourth quarter uh, score was 110. No, the score was 112 to 110, right? 112 to 110. You needed a stop. But before this, before this play, let me, let me let me go back a little bit. Score was 110, 110, right? 124. Trey missed the shot in the lane. Kind of a bunny. In the, it's a shot he's going to make nine times out of ten. This was the one time he didn't make it. Didn't make the shot. Didn't make the shot. Um and it was big, like it was big, like Bogey had made some shots, Trey had made some shots, everybody made some shots, Hawks get back into it, they don't you know, climb themselves, and dug themselves back out of the hole, right? Trey misses the bunnies, like, oh man, now you're down 12, now you're down 112 to 110, you need to stop, but your boy Alvarado, Alvarado, I think it's Alvarado, point guard from Georgia Tech, and I don't know if, he, if, he's a, if he's a rookie or this is his second year. But I, I think he's a rookie. Drives right by Trey. Trey gets kind of tangled up on his feet, falls to the ground. They get the bucket. Now you're down by four and you're just like, ugh. You're down by four with under a minute. So you need to get another stop. And here's what kills you. You need to get another stop. DeLon does great job on CJ. CJ McCollum. Look weird in a Pelican's outfit. I got to say that. He does a great job on CJ. Locks him up on the final possession. But you couldn't get the rebound. Couldn't get the rebound, man. Could not get the rebound. So am, am I going to say that Trey missing that shot in the paint and not being to get that rebound was the reason the Hawks lost the game? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This game was lost for several reasons, if you ask me. Number one, I didn't like the intensity that they came out there with. I think that was problematic. Number two, I thought the matchup favored the Pelicans. With them two seven-footers in there, points in the paint were a big issue. It was a big issue tonight. Um, I thought I had it pulled up. Excuse me. Um, the points in the paint now i'm just let me let me let me, let me look it up because i don't want to misquote it so let me look it up yep I was right they outscored the point they outscored the hawks the pelicans 62 to 42 in the paint that's 20 points right there you lost by five they had 20 more points than you in the paint and what does that mean when you scoring in the paint That means you getting up in there and and the other team ain't stopping you. And that's not even talking about all the driving kicks you can do. You got to score 20 points in the paint. That's where you lost the game. You were finally able to get the the turnovers under control. But too many points in the paint. Too many points in the paint. They were bigger. Uh, at times, they were more physical. I, I thought that you bowled up. I thought that when they hit, you hit back. You know, so you got to credit them for that. You know, after that terrible uh, five turnover quarter in the first quarter, I thought Trey did a much better job uh, controlling the ball. But that's where he lost the game. You lost the game and, and the paint, you lost the game down low. You You need some bigs, man. You need some bigs. And I don't know what to tell you. Because here's the here's the problem that you're running into and listen to me clearly. And I'm about to I'm about to shut it down in just a moment. But listen to me closely as I um, here's the thing, Gallo. You got to play Gallo. You got to start Gallo because John is out. But Gallo's not going to bang. He's not going to bang. He's not going. he's not going to stop on the defensive end. He's not going to get your rebounds, And you miss that. Because that makes Clint's job a little bit more tougher, right? But the conundrum is, Gallo gonna give you that offense, but do you really need that offense? Yeah, you need the offense. I ain't mean, gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Say you don't need it. Yeah, you need the offense. That's the issue, man. And then what you gonna do when Gallo goes to the bench? Because you never play a Congo at the four. You gonna play a Congo at the five. Then you're going to go small ball four with De'Andre. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. Because what you're going to do when two te- when the team throws out two seven-footers like they did tonight? Them dudes is every bit of seven-foot. You got Gorgie Jang on the bench chilling. I, I don't know why you don't throw him out there just to get for a bigger body. You know, it's obvious Nate got <laughs> – you know Nate ain't going to throw Jalen Johnson out there. <coughs> So I, I don't know how long you can keep on this thing where you just try to go small with at the four. I don't know. To me, I think that's very problematic. I think it's very problematic. And but that's a Nate problem. That's on Nate for him to fix. You know. Um, as far as other takeaways from the game, I just didn't like the I didn't like the lack of aggression. So the first quarter. If you saw the fourth quarter. If you saw the fourth quarter, you saw how into it this was. Like the crowd was rocking tonight. They were rocking. They were rocking tonight. Especially when they came back. It's like, why y'all wait till the fourth quarter for this? Right? Like why wait till the fourth quarter for this? You know? Like why why does it why does it take you being down by 17 before y'all act like y'all want to play some basketball? Dog, y'all in the ten seed. Y'all ain't win no championship. Y'all struggling to stay at a 10 spot. Y'all just got over 500. You gotta get these at home. Now, to the Hawks' credit, they have been getting them at home. So I'm not even gonna front and out like they ain't winning at home. Like they've been very good at home. But you about to go on the road, Jack. You about to go on the road. So you gotta handle business, man. You gotta handle business. Let's look at the um let's look at the upcoming games for the Hawks before we get up out of here. So the week for the Hawks looks like this. They have a couple of days off, and then um, – wait a minute. Hold on. let me. I'm about to pull up the wrong schedule. Hold on. One okay, here we go. So I, had to, I pulled up the schedule for the Skyhawks. Anyway, uh, so the week for the Hawks looks like this. The Hawks go to New York, take on the New York Knicks on Tuesday, and the Knicks have not been a very good team all season, but they've the one thing they have been doing – or the one thing they have done is beat the Hawks. So, <laughs> you know, that's going to be a tough game uh, in New York. TNC, of course, uh, that's going to be on Tuesday. Wednesday, you got a back-to-back. You got to pay those Detroit Pistons. Now, here's the thing. Detroit is 19-52. and 52. 19 and 52. So if you're listening and you're like, Oh, it's 1952 for those, for those uh, who may need a little help. They've won 19 games and lost 52. But let me remind you. Let me remind you the last time they played the Hawks. They beat the Hawks. Detroit is a tough team. They got Kate Cunningham, the big guard. They get, typically gives Trey and, and the Atlanta Hawks backcourt, some troubles. And, uh, yeah. So, um, then they are back home on Friday night to take on the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, uh, with Steph in them. So you know Steph is going to be in the building, and Clay and Draymond and all them cats. So this is a critical three game stretch for the Hawks this 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 week. Um, there is very little room for 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 error. Um, Knicks, Pistons, and Warriors. Um, They got to get at least two or three. They really need all three of them, to be honest with you. I'm not even going to hold you. They they need all three of them. But, um, I don't know, man. We're going to see. We're going to see. Before I go, let me get some fan feedback real quick. Some fan feedback for tonight. Uh, Again, make sure you follow us on Hawks Beat. And uh, Hawks Beat on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, My guy, Mitchell. What up, Mitchell? That's my guy, man. He always hits me up. Uh, Mitchell Andrews on Twitter. Uh, Hit me up and said, Travis Schlink in a world of trouble. (laughs) He said he went from sugar to uh, boo-boo in less than a season. He got a deep team full of good players that are not great that stay injured and only one star. So what can he do? Only thing is to trade for a star alongside Trey. Hey, man, I appreciate the input. And I will say this. Um, this off season is going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk off stuff until the off season. <laughs> I don't want to speculate. Just want to see how the season plays out. Then we'll talk roster moves. But yes, that part is coming. My guy, ATL Ramasaki, my guy from Japan. Checking out the Hawks beat from Japan, man. I appreciate that, man. Showing a long-distance love. Uh, he says, tough, tough loss tonight. I think we lost another winnable game again. But I like the closing lineups by the Hawks. Trey, Bogey, DeLon, Gallo, and C.C. Yeah, I think that was the best five tonight for the Hawks to close out the game, man. So, again, good night for DeLon. I really like what I saw out of him. Uh, Last but definitely not least, my guy DJ Yogi on Twitter said, Coach probably shouldn't have got to the bench guys earlier. They showed something in that Memphis game, but you never know what you're going to get with this team. He said, kind of glad they lost. (laughs) Hey, man, I love getting feedback from the fans because they don't hold nothing back. They don't hold nothing back. They always keep it real. They always keep it real with me and let them let me know their emotions. So that that is that. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the Hawksby podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Shoot us a five star rating when you can. And we will be greatly uh, appreciative of that. So until next time, like we always say, God is good all time and all time. God is good. So if you don't know him. You need to find him and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E, love. We out. Peace. When you can, and we will be greatly uh, appreciative of that. So, until next time, like we always say, God is good all time, and all time, God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E, love. We out. Peace. Freebeats.io Shout out.